Welcome back to The Word Podcast. I'm Julian Spivey, creator, editor, writer for The Word Webzine. You can find us online at thewordwebzine.weebly.com. And today I'm joined once again by Tyler Glover, who uh, does a lot of the entertainment, movie, TV, music podcasts with us. And we're going to discuss the 78th Annual Golden Globe Awards. The nominations came out a few weeks ago, and the telecast will be Sunday, February 28th at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on NBC. It's hosted by Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Tyler, how many times have they done this by now? Do you remember? Yes, it was three consecutive years, and I am so glad they're back. So this will be their fourth time. Uh, yes. So it, it should be interesting, though, because they are not going to be in the same room together. They're not even going to be on the same coast of the United States together. Uh, one of them is going to be in New York. I assume Tina, Tina Fey, who lives there. The other is going to be in California. I assume that'll be Amy Poehler. I believe she lives there. So it'll be interesting to see how they do it. It'll probably be kind of like the primetime Emmys were last September when Jimmy Kimmel hosted it from a studio. But most of the people were at their house and had to do uh acceptance speeches and the like from zoom and stuff like that so it should be interesting i'm honestly because of that not really looking as forward to the golden globes telecast as i normally would i think it's going to be a little more boring than it normally is i won't have all the celebs gathered in the same small room together of course because of covid19 restrictions so just before we get into our predictions of the awards what are you looking forward to are you looking forward to it this year well, well, I will tell you, like it, I agree with you about it being different. You know, those three years that they hosted together, it was just so great. And their monologues were so brilliant. I hope that they still have an incredible monologue like they had their three years that they were doing it. Um, I'm, the thing I'm most looking forward to is their hosting. I kind of hate that they're not at least together, but I don't think that will stop them from being fantastic. But yeah, I mean, I, I definitely am definitely going to miss uh, um, it being from how it was in the past, and hopefully we'll get back to that next year. Yeah, and I do want to say real quick before we get into the predictions that, I don't know, each year when the Golden Globe nominations come out, they seem worse and worse, and I don't want to turn people off from listening to this podcast because we're going to get to a bunch of the categories, and I still think there's some import when it comes to the Golden Globes. But it's kind of always been considered the second highest honor in film and behind the Academy Awards, the Oscars, and the second highest uh, award in television behind the primetime Emmys. And I just it's really the Hollywood Foreign Press Association is the one that both nominates and chooses the award winners. And I didn't really know this until re- recently. But basically, that only consists of a group of like 80 to 100 people that nobody really even knows. They're kind of the shadow group. And I know that sounds kind of like, you know, television super spy show, kind of like The Blacklist or something. But it's really just kind of a small group of people making these decisions. And their decisions are sometimes strange. Sometimes it works out well uh, where it gets people who don't get honored at other award shows honored and sometimes you end up with shows like ratchet on netflix that critics just did not seem to enjoy and fans don't really talk about getting huge nominations uh so i I just kind of think that the golden globes should kind of be replaced in terms of uh how important they are by like the critics choice awards because they do both film and television as well but i just kind of wanted to get that off my chest before we get going with our predictions do you have any comments on on the hollywood foreign press association and how they pick these awards i I will tell you that i actually found that out just a few years ago myself that it was only about 90 people choosing these and it made me 
kind of question, you know, why they were so considered so prestigious when, you know, you look at the Academy and it's like, you know, 5,000 members, 6,000 members, maybe even more than that now. And, um, you know, have a, you know, a big group of people saying you did a great job and, you know, versus like 90 people, you know, collectively choosing you. It It definitely, you know, it's definitely less people saying you're doing a great job. So it, I always kind of question that myself as far as that. One of the things I do like about the Golden Globes, and well, I say I do like it. Sometimes I like it, sometimes I kind of don't, is that they have categories for both drama and then they have comedy and musical. And that allows some films and some actors and actresses and some TV shows to get honored when they normally wouldn't at other award shows. So I do think that that can be a plus often. And I think we'll get I'll get into that a little bit later in some of the categories. But it also is kind of weird to have it split up. Uh, not so much in television, but in motion picture. And it is also kind of weird to lump comedy and musical movies together because they don't, to be, musicals aren't always comedy. They can be rather dramatic. So that's kind of strange too. Did you have any thoughts on that? Well, I will tell you, they have really weird um, descriptions as far as how those get in movies get into comedy too, because I know a few years ago there was a big, you know, thing about the Martian winning best comedy. And like, I think even Matt Damon was like, I didn't even know he set out to make a comedy and it ended up winning best comedy yeah. movie. And so they definitely have some weird, you know, yeah, qualifications of what a comedy what is. They call category fraud sometimes happens. <laughs> yes, and, absolutely. And, and there's some weird things like a few years ago, uh, just a couple of years ago, Bohemian Rhapsody was in the best drama category. Whereas in the past, uh, movies like Walk the Line were in the musical category, and I think the reason they differentiated it is because Bohemian Rhapsody, the characters, the actors don't do their own singing, and in movies like Walk the Line, they did their own singing, so maybe that's how they differentiate it, but that's just weird in itself as well. Yeah, I've never thought about that before, that, but that might have been the distinction, is the fact because they did their own singing. Like, as Reese Weatherspoon and Walking Phoenix did their own singing, and um, Rami Malek was lip syncing. Yeah, I kind of wonder where, of course, and it wasn't nominated, and that's kind of controversial. Kind of wonder where Ma Rainey's Black Bottom would have been had it, had it been nominated this year. I assume it would have been in the best drama motion picture because I have a hard time seeing it not being nominated because it wasn't nominated. I'm pretty sure that pinpoints that it would have been in drama and not the comedy and musical category because. Let's face it, when when there's a, a movie like Music and the Prom in the music, uh, best comedy or musical motion picture, I think we can all agree that Ma Rainey, had it been considered a musical, would have been over those two films. Oh, definitely. Let's go ahead and get into the uh, our predictions. And when we do this, we're, we're going to predict who we think is going to win the Golden Globe Award. If you want to, Tyler, you can say who you would like to win. I'm not going to... Say who I think should win these awards because there's not a single category we're going to get into where I've seen every nominated movie or performance or TV show, but there are some that I would like to see win. So if we get to those, I'll say, Oh, I think so and so should win for this performance, with the caveat being I haven't seen all of them, so I won't say should. I'm going to say I would like to see, Uh, but we will predict who we think are going to win all the categories. So let's let's get started from the top with the biggest one of the night, and that's Best Drama Motion Picture. And the nominees for that award are The Father, Mank, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Uh, who do you think is going to take this big honor home uh, next Sunday night? 
Well, I will tell you, Julian, I've kind of gone back and forth. I, I, I definitely think the races between Nomadland and Trial of the Chicago Seven, okay. and I. I am I am predicting Nomadland to win, but I would not be shocked at all if Trial of Chicago Seven was the name red when they announced the winner. Um, I think the buzz for Nomadland has kind of got me just on that train. I mean, mm-hmm. they've pretty much solidified their stuff as a front runner early on in the season, and it doesn't seem like anything's really derailed that. But also, the Golden Globes sometimes don't go the way that the Oscars do, too. I mean, a few years ago, three billboards outside of Missouri won the Globe, but then the Oscars went to Shape of Water. So sometimes they don't, they go to their, their own, you know, get to have their own choice that is different. So I'm choosing Redland to win, but I definitely would not be shocked to see Trial of Chicago 7 up there. I feel the same way as you. Uh, I'm going to predict Nomadland as the winner for Best Drama Motion Picture. It would not surprise me to see the Trial of the Chicago 7 win uh, because uh, the Golden Globes like to do their own thing. And while Nomadland is without a doubt the best reviewed movie of the year, uh, Trial of the Chicago 7 is definitely a flashier movie, if you can say flashier for that. But uh, in the Golden Globes will sometimes rather give a, a flashier film the spotlight than... Uh, kind of an indie film, which let's face it, that's what Nomadland is. I was really hoping I'd get a chance to watch Nomadland. It's been on Hulu for about 48 hours now as of the recording of this podcast, but I just haven't gotten around to it yet. So the only two movies in this category I've seen so far are The Trial of the Chicago 7, which was my favorite movie of the year, uh, with the caveat that I only saw about 10 new movies last year. And I also saw Mank, which I thought was pretty good, but nothing too special. Uh, but I do, I do think that it probably should uh, have been nominated here. I'm a little irritated that One Night in Miami and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom didn't make it here. That kind of brings some of the uh, diversity issues back into the uh, conversation when it comes to the Golden Globes as well, because uh, those movies should have been spotlighted in this category, but were not. But I'm going to agree with you. Nomad Land is my predicted winner in this category. Do you have anything you want to add? Um, I will say that. Um... The the three that I've seen is a Trial of Chicago 7, Promising Young Woman, and Mank. And I thought Trial of Chicago 7 was really great. I am kind of would love to see Promising Young Woman pull off a surprise win. I just thought that movie was really something really – it had me from the first frame and had me all the way to the end. And I just thought it was really gripping and really suspenseful and just a fantastic film. I would love to see it pull off a surprise win, but I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, probably not. Uh, the nominees for Best Comedy or Musical Motion Picture are Borat's subsequent movie film, which I think may be the greatest sequel title of all time, Hamilton, Palm Springs, Music, and The Prom. This is an interesting category here. Uh, I have seen two of these films. I've seen Palm Springs, which is Hulu. I highly recommend it. I have seen Hamilton, which is on Disney+. Plus. If you haven't seen it by now, you're one of the few. And I highly recommend it. I think this award is going to come down to either Hamilton or Borat's subsequent movie film. I would love to see Palm Springs have a chance to win this film. It's kind of like a more, a kind of a modern take on uh, Groundhog Day, with, but with some interesting uh, additions to it, some interesting differences. Uh, but I don't think it has a good shot. I don't know why music is in this category at all. Uh, maybe just because they needed another film. Uh, in the category here's why i think it comes down to borat borat subsequent movie film i believe borat the original did pretty well and this one some people thought was even better 
I think the winner is going to be Hamilton, though. But here's my problem. I don't think Hamilton should be eligible. It's not going to be eligible at the Academy Awards. And the reason why I don't think it should be eligible is it is a Broadway performance. And what we see on our televisions is the Broadway performance that was captured on film. So to me, it's not a motion picture at all. It's just a Broadway performance recorded for television. So I don't think it should have been nominated. I am predicting it will win because it just seems like the kind of thing the Golden Globes would do. But if it doesn't win, I would say Borat's subsequent movie film probably would. What do you think here, Tyler? Well, I will say I have to agree with you on the um, controversy over the Hamilton placement. I feel like it kind of sets a bad precedent for what could happen in the future in a way um, because it, it makes me feel like I could just see a ton of Broadway productions doing the same thing to get golden globes. Like it just seems like it kind of sets a bad precedent. And, um, but um, I mean, I loved it and I love yeah, him. It's amazing. It so, it's, so I just think it was, I was very shocked when I heard that it was even going to be eligible, honestly. Um, but um, I, I, so as far as I have seen the prom and I really, I really liked the prom and it definitely is. It did not shock me at all when it was nominated at the Globes. It seemed like something that the Globes would really love. Yeah, yeah you're right about that. Um, my biggest. This wasn't very well reviewed, though. No, it really wasn't. And I have to say, I think my biggest shock is, um, and this is in a different category, but I think my biggest shock was that they missed an opportunity to nominate Meryl for this yeah. movie. I thought that was that was probably one of the biggest shocks for me because she's has. I think she has uh, like 32 nominations at the Golden yeah. Globes, so she's definitely not somebody that they just it's not on their radar. So I was really shocked about that. Um, but as far as um, who will win, um, my prediction is um, the Borat subsequent movie film okay. to win. Um, and I, I think that one's going to, I think it's going to win, but y- you never know at the globes. <laughs> I haven't seen Borat subsequent movie film as much as I like the title. Uh, I haven't seen the original Borat. It never really seemed to be something that interested me. I have seen clips from it and I giggle each time I see the clips. So maybe I should get around to watching it on Amazon prime. Have you seen it? Yes, well, I have not seen the sequel, but I have seen the original, and I loved the original. So I think it, because of because of the uh, today's politics, I think the sequel actually looks more entertaining to me than the original actually did. Yeah, it might be. I I can't wait to get a chance to sit and watch it. Uh, the nominees for best director of a motion picture, and there's some history in this category. For the first time, three female nominees are in this category, and those. Three female nominees are Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman, Regina King for One Night Miami. She gets a Best Director nomination, even though her film was not nominated for Best Motion Picture Drama, and Chloe Zhao for uh, Nomadland. And rounding out the category are David Fincher for Mank and Aaron Sorkin for The Trial of the Chicago 7. What do you predict happens in the Best Director category? Well, I I definitely feel feel really confident in – and predicting Chloe, uh, is it Zhao? Is that how you say her I, last I name? I believe so, yes. Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. I just, when I look at it, I just, um, you know, I, I just, I don't, I don't know it. I, for some reason, she just stands out as like the one that's going to win. Um, I, I feel like, cause, and I guess in my reasoning, I just think it, they would get such a backlash if they had three women nominated and they, one of them did not win. Um, I just, uh, there would be, I mean, I just can already see people saying stuff about that. And, um, I just don't think promising young woman would be the one to win it. And then with Regina King's one night in Miami missing the yeah. picture picture, it just makes me not feel like she would be the choice. So it definitely makes me think that it would be Chloe's out for Nomadland for the win. 
I have seen three of these movies, Mank, One Night in Miami, The Trials of Shadow Seven. The best directing job probably of these three movies is David Fincher for Mank, but that was the movie of the three that I liked the least. And sometimes you can get an award for, for what you do on film. Uh, it was gorgeous black and white uh, cinematography that they did in that movie. Uh, very interesting uh, movie uh, based on uh, Herman Mankiewicz who wrote or either co-wrote Citizen Kane with Orson Welles in the 40s. Uh, but I am definitely going to pr- uh, predict Chloe Zhao because I think Nomadland is going to win Best Picture, uh, Best Drama Motion Picture, that is. And I think that generally the director should be the one who directed the best movie of the year. Um, I think she could win Best Director even if The Trial of the Chicago 7 does win Best Drama. But if anybody else is going to beat Chloe Zhao, I think it would be Aaron Sorkin because I think Trial of the Chicago 7 is kind of runner up. Uh, in my uh, mind for that award. So yeah, I agree uh, with you there. there? Well, I, I agree with you there. I think Charles of the Chicago seven is definitely the runner up, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you 100% too, that if, even if Charles Chicago pulls off a win and drama, I still think Chloe's album will, will take this. Yeah. Best actor in a drama motion picture nominees are Riz Ahmed for sound of metal. Uh, Chadwick Boseman got a posthumous nomination for Ma Rainey's black bottom. Anthony Hopkins for The Father, Gary Oldman for Mank, and Tahar Rahim for The Mauritanian. What do you think is going to happen here? So, I definitely, I've definitely just been thinking it's going to be Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I have definitely heard a lot of buzz about Riz Ahmed's performance in Sound of Metal as well. I have to. So, it would not it, it, I honestly feel like it's down to those two, but I wouldn't count out Anthony Hopkins either, considering the father did get a best picture nomination, even over things like one night in Miami and Ma Rainey's black bottom. Yeah. So I wouldn't count out Anthony Hopkins, but I, I feel like it's really between Bozeman and, and um, Ahmed. And, yeah. um, but I, I think Bozeman's going to take it. Philip Price, who does a lot of movie reviews for the, for the word uh, said in the uh, best of 2020 podcast, we did it in December that Riz Ahmed was his favorite performance of the year and was hoping he would do well at, during award season. I uh, haven't seen sound of metal yet. It's been on Amazon prime for a while. I need to get around to it. Uh, Chadwick Boseman's performance in Maul Rainey's black bottom just knocked me dead. I think uh, he will become the first African-American to ever win a posthumous award at the golden globes uh i would say riz ahmed is probably my runner up here the only other performance in this category i've seen besides bozeman's was gary oldman and make he was really solid but i just think bozeman's performance was better uh the nomination for tahar rahim is kind of interesting because i've not heard a whole lot about the mauritanian and i'm not even sure if it's available to watch yet so i'm not sure many have uh do you have anything you want to add about this category well, I will say as far as Gary Oldman too, I feel like, I mean, he was, so, he was very solid in his performance. I feel like he's just one of those, you know, that's just a recent winner that uh-huh. you just don't feel like, you know, the pressure to reward again. It just yeah. didn't feel like that kind of performance. I don't think that's something that should matter at award shows, but I think that is something that voters definitely do take into account. Oh, definitely. The nominees for best actress in a drama motion picture are Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Andre Day for the United States versus Billie Holiday, which I believe will be out on Hulu very soon. Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman, which you can see on Netflix. Frances McDormand for Nomadland. And Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. This is an interesting category. 
I think four of these actresses have a shot at winning this. I don't believe Day really does in her film debut. Uh, most of the buzz right now is surrounding Carrie Mulligan, so she is going to be my prediction. But it would not surprise me if Frances McDormand, Viola Davis, or Vanessa Kirby took this either, because I've heard great things about all those performances. And I have seen Viola Davis's performance, and it was pretty great. Though, kind of was second uh, fiddle to Chadwick Boseman in, in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which I did not know was going to happen until I watched the film. But Carrie Mulligan's the one I think is going to win this award. Kind of a comeback performance for her, too. Yeah, I, I have to say, um, this is probably the category that I am the most excited about to see what happens um, as far as like my excitement level, because I could literally see a scenario where Carrie Mulligan, Viola Davis, or Frances McDormand is the winner, 100%. Um, I, did, I have seen um, Promising Young Woman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and Pieces of a Woman, so I've seen Vanessa Kirby's performance. And I thought it was great, but I definitely feel like it's between Mulligan Davis and McDormand. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I am so excited about the buzz for Carrie Mulligan, and I'm predicting that she should win, and I'm excited about seeing her winning. I uh, hope that she wins. I just loved the performance. I thought it was – I love – I think my favorite thing about film is when something really surprises me. And I went into this movie not 100% knowing what to expect and was just blown out of the water. And I just love it when those things happen, you know? And, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's what I have felt about her performance. It's kind of a controversial film from what I understand. There's a lot of people who just really enjoyed it. And there's a lot of people that especially, and I don't want to go into spoilers at all, uh, just really disliked it because of the way it ended. Well, and I will tell you, I was not a fan of how it ended and okay. still loved the film a lot. It's, it's one of those things, um, you know, I loved it until then. And then, but it just everything that led to it, I still was like, wow. You know, <laughs> but I was definitely one of the people that was not a huge fan of the ending. Yeah. Uh, best actor in a comedy or musical nominees are Sasha Baron Cohen for Borat's subsequent movie film, James Corden for The Prom, Lynn Manuel Miranda for Hamilton, Dev Patel for The Personal History of David Copperfield, and Andy Samberg for Palm Springs. I will tell you right now, I don't think any of these actors in this category are going to be nominated for Oscars, which is not that unusual. Uh, Hamilton is not even uh, eligible for the Oscars, as we mentioned earlier. I do think Lin-Manuel Miranda is my pick to win, but this one I'm not very confident on because I could easily see Sasha Baron Cohen winning for Borat's subsequent movie film. I believe he may have won a Golden Globe for the first Borat. I can't remember. Correct me if you do. Yeah, yes, he won. Okay, so for, it, would the be, first one. it would be his second win for winning for, for the same performance, uh, for the same character, that is. So that would be a little bit unusual, uh, but it would also be interesting. But I'm going to predict Miranda but I think it's almost like a 1A, 1B type thing with Sasha Baron Cohen and him. I would love to see Andy Samberg win for his performance in Palm Springs. I thought it was excellent. Uh, what do you think uh, about this category? Well, I will say I, uh, when predicting this category, I was kind of, you know, because of Sasha Baron Cohen winning for the first one, it kind of made me kind of hesitant to want to predict him to win again because I just didn't know if that would be something that would really happen um unless they just one of the things i am predicting him to win though and i think part of it is because um he is nominated twice in one night and um sometimes that helps you know propel they're like oh well we won't give him a win here we'll give him one here um and i don't think he's gonna win in his other category so i think that that 
could help him in this category. I don't know. Sometimes that does help. Um, yeah. And um, I'm, pre- I'm predicting him to win. But um, honestly, I kind of have this weird feeling that I could see Andy Sandberg. It's really crazy. Like I just could totally see Andy Sandberg's name be called. Um, but I definitely think it's between Sandberg, Miranda, and Cohen. But I'm predicting Cohen. Okay. Um, interesting that Lin-Manuel Miranda got a nomination here and uh, Leslie Odom Jr. didn't. Um, Miranda plays the title uh, character of Alexander Hamilton in Hamilton. Uh, Odom Jr. plays Aaron Burr. And they were in the same category for the Tony Award back when this was on Broadway. And Odom Jr. actually won the Tony Award over Lynn manuel Miranda. And a lot of people think that his performance was uh, better in the uh, musical, including myself. So it's interesting that Lynn manuel gets the nomination, but Leslie Odom Jr. does not. You know, that that's true. I, I honestly feel like something that might be the fact that the Globes just love stars and they, you know, Lynn manuel Miranda's kind of made a name for himself as well with like Moana and, you know, things like that too, that they've loved. So, and Mary Poppins Returns, he was in that too, yeah. that they loved. So maybe he's just kind of made a name for himself and they're just like looking at the big stars, you know, in the category. Maybe that helped. Probably so. I, I bet you're right there. The nominees for Best Actress in a Comedy or Musical Motion Picture are Maria Bakalova for Borat's subsequent movie film, Kate Hudson for Music, Michelle Pfeiffer for French Exit, Rosamund Pike for I Care A Lot, and Anya Taylor-Joy for Emma. I think this one is definitely going to go to Bakalova for Borat's subsequent movie film. She is the one out of all these nominees that I've heard the most talk about, the most praised for from critics, uh, the standout performance of some people say it's the best performance in that movie. Uh, if anybody else is going to have a chance, I think it would probably be Michelle Pfeiffer who I've heard good things about from French exit, even though it's a little scene movie so far, but I, I'm going to predict Bakalova wins this. Yeah, I have to, I have to agree with you 100% on that. I, I honestly don't see anything else happening in this category. Honestly, like I could see Pfeiffer take it maybe, but I don't know. I mean, like, there's just so much buzz for Maria Baklava. Baklava. Um, I mean, they even. I mean, I even think that she'll be the one out of this category to get a um, nomination at the Oscars. Yeah. But in the there's there's the supporting some talk category. that she may in this yeah in the supporting category. It was a little bit surprising that she was in the best actress category in in this uh, one. Yeah, it kind of it actually reminded me of um, Catherine Zeta Jones in Chicago um, because yes. they, she was nominated for lead actress in comedy at the Globes, but then won supporting. At the yeah. Oscars. That's what it kind of reminded me of. And now we uh, go to Best Supporting Actor in a Motion Picture, and we drop the drama versus comedy and musical thing, which is interesting. Uh, the nominees for Best Supporting Actor in a Motion Picture are Sasha Baron Cohen for The Trial of the Chicago 7. He's got a chance to win two awards on Sunday night. Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah. Jared Leto for The Little Things. Bill Murray for On the Rocks. And Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami. Uh, Baron Cohen was really good in the trial of the Chicago seven, but I think the best performance in that movie was Mark Rylance as the attorney of the Chicago seven or really the Chicago eight. Uh, so I'm interested that Cohen is the guy that keeps getting nominated from this movie and nobody's really talking about Mark Rylance. Julian, I agree with you 100%. I've actually wondered the exact same thing. Like I was more blown away by Mark Rylance. So yeah. that I'm glad that somebody shares that appearance. Uh, um, that opinion with me because I've been kind of shocked when I've been seeing his name instead of Mark Rylance. 
And I think I think Mark Rylance's shots at a supporting actor Oscar are pretty much done because Cohen keeps getting the uh, nominees and all the other awards uh, ceremonies. Uh, I'm happy to see Bill Murray nominated. He was definitely the best thing about On the Rocks, in my opinion. His uh, uh, kind of uh, get back together with director Sofia Coppola. And I really enjoyed Leslie Odom Jr.'s performance in One Night in Miami, but it's kind of hard to see Odom Jr. here without Kingsley Benadir, who played Malcolm X in that movie, because they were both equally great in that movie. I think the winner of this category is definitely going to be Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, I haven't seen the movie yet. It's currently on HBO Max for about three more weeks, I believe. And it just he's one of the title characters in the movie. Uh, playing Fred Hampton, who is the Black Messiah in the title. So it's somewhat interesting that he's the Best Supporting Actor uh, nominee. But again, I haven't seen the movie, so he may really truly be a supporting actor. I think he's definitely going to win this category. Yeah, I, I will say that I, I, as far as like for the win, I definitely think it's between Kalua and Odom Jr. But for the win, um, I definitely, I definitely think Daniel Kalua is going to win, though. Um, I, I, I honestly, only, I'm pretty sure it's the only nomination. At least it's the only nomination we're going to talk about. They may have gotten an original song nomination as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. you think it'll be Kalia over Odom Jr. on Sunday night? Yes, because I mean, like, I, I just, I don't know. I don't see Bill Murray getting it, and Jared Leto being the solo nomination. And I, I actually just watched this film and wasn't blown away in the way that I thought I was going to be. Um, it was a shock so. that he was nominated, and then he went ahead and got nominated in the same category at the SAG Screen Actors Guild Awards as well. Yeah, it was it was really shocking. I really just thought it was a, glo- a Globes kind of fluke thing, and then when the SAG nominations come out, I'm like, oh, okay, maybe we need to be paying attention to him. Best Supporting Actress in a Motion Picture. This one's hard for me, too, but the nominees are Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy, uh, Elegy. Uh, even though uh, it was widely panned by critics. Uh, also nominated are Olivia Coleman from The Father, Jodie Foster for The Mauritanian, Amanda Seyfried from Mank, and Helena Zingle from News of the World. I believe it was probably the only nomination for News of the World, at least the only one we're going to talk about today. Uh, this one's hard for me. I think it's definitely either going to be Olivia Coleman or Amanda Seyfried, but I don't really know who, so kind of just a coin flip. And I'm going to go with Olivia Coleman, who has won awards recently, and Seyfried's not really ever won awards. I haven't seen The Father, though, and I did see Mank, Mank and I thought Seyfried's performance was maybe the best performance in Mank. So this one's really hard for me. I think it could easily be either one, but if I had to put a name down, I would say Olivia Coleman is my prediction. Yeah, I have to say, I definitely see it as a two-woman race as one of them. Um, I will say one of the things to remember, too, is that I was actually, when when preparing for this, I was looking, and Olivia Coleman has won three Golden Globes and before to this evening and been and won three Golden Globes. She's never lost a Golden Globe so far. So that's definitely something, I mean, I think they the, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association obviously loves her just as much as I do. And yeah. and, and 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 she gives phenomenal speeches. Her her Oscar yes, speech her Oscar speech is something that I've rewatched just for the fun to get some laughs because she's hilarious and she's fantastic. And um so I definitely think that it would be, you know, definitely hard to not um 
seriously see her as a threat. I actually was thinking Amanda Seyfried would be the one to take it, but then I was really shocked to see her left off of the SAG nomination list, and it made me think maybe some of her buzz wasn't there like we were thinking it was. And um, so that 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 kind of helped me make my decision as far as thinking it's Olivia Coleman. It's going to be Olivia Coleman. Very frequently, there is huge buzz for a movie before anybody's seen it. And it's like considered the front runner for award season. And that was Mank this year. And then all of a sudden, once it comes out and people are like, yeah, it's, it's a good movie. It's definitely going to be nominated. But the buzz just completely dies for it. And I think that was definitely Mank this year. Yeah, I agree. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I, I don't think it's the kind of movie that should win a ton of awards, though. I also don't think it's the kind of movie that has a large uh, large um, viewership for a large audience because it's a really specific... It's the kind of people like me and you who like Hollywood, Hollywood history, the entertainment business, and it's a, that's a really niche audience for Mank. Oh, definitely. Um, well, and I don't know, I, I've kind of been thinking about it, and Mank to me feels like kind of like an older, kind of like a typical Oscar bait kind of movie almost too and it it feels like they've been really going away from that in the in the last few years and you know especially like like for instance with parasite last year becoming the first foreign language film too it's like they're kind of going away winning best picture and start the shape of water winning oh yes yes them too Uh, yeah by the way uh you mentioned olivia coleman hasn't ever lost a, a golden globe she's won three i remember she of course won for the favorite which she ended up winning the oscar for as well and i remember she won for the night manager a tv limited series what was the third one i can't remember oh oh she also won the television last year she won um, best actress for the crown oh the, yes, on- yes yes <laughs> she, yes that's correct because I remember, I remember that because both she and Claire Foy have won that same category. So two different actresses have won Golden Gloves for playing Queen Elizabeth II. That's, that's, yes. that's right. Uh, we have one more movie category before we switch over to the TV side of the Golden Globes, and that is Best Animated Motion, motion Picture. The nominees are The Croods, A New Age, which I believe is still the number one film at the box office in the country, although, of course, most theaters still aren't open. Uh, Pixar's Onward, Over the Moon, Pixar's Soul and Wolf Walkers, which you can see if you have Amazon TV Plus. Uh, Soul's the only one of these I've seen. I think Soul's going to definitely be the winner. It's one of the best reviewed movies of last year in general. If there were to be a, a Dark Horse, I think it would be Wolf Walkers. I do. I have heard a lot of great things about the animation in that movie, but I definitely think this one's going go to go. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. In fact, this this feels like probably the one that we can just go ahead and write their name on it the most. You know, like if 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 I had yeah. to bet serious money on something, this would be the category. <laughs> you know, for self. Um, yeah, I, I, I probably with you on that one. I think it's I think it's probably the biggest block mm-hmm, of any of these. Definitely. All right, on to the TV side of things, where things kind of get even more interesting. Uh, probably more snubs on the TV side than on the movie side. I'd say uh, best TV series drama nominations are The Crown on Netflix. Lovecraft Country on HBO, The Mandalorian on Disney Plus, Ozark on Netflix, and then Ratchet on Netflix, which seems to be the biggest question mark anybody had when it came to the nominees. How did Ratchet end up with so many nominations? Uh, The Crown got the most TV nominations 
for the Golden Globes. I can't remember how many, but it had the most. Uh, and it's nominated here. I think it's going to do fairly well at the Globes. So I'm going to say The Crown is my predicted winner for best TV series. It's also the only one of these five series I've seen. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I, I think it's going to come down to between The Crown and Ozark um, as far as the two winners. Yeah, I um, agree with that. But I definitely think, I mean, they just loved The Crown. I mean, all those, they were just, I mean, I'm pretty sure, I think everybody except... Um, uh, the guy that plays the uh, Prince Philip, I think he was the only one from the main cast left off, honestly, from the nominations on the actor. As far as like the main, yeah. So he I mean, was. they definitely did not, you know, shy away from giving them nominations. It would, be, I feel like, it would be really shocking after showing them that much love with the nominations to not give them best drama series, honestly. Yeah, I, I think so too. But I would say Ozark is my uh, second runner-up, my runner-up here. If I had to pick another, yeah, one. definitely. Best TV series, comedy, musical. Uh, the nominees: you have four shows who are nominated for their first season, and then you have one show that's nominated for its sixth and final season. So that's interesting. The Globes do like to try to be the first one to kind of give new shows an honor, and those four shows nominated for the first season are Emily in Paris on Netflix. The Flight Attendant on HBO Max, so HBO Max first major nomination. Uh, the Great on Hulu, and Ted Lasso on Apple TV Plus. And then the show that was nominated for its sixth and final season was Shit's Creek on CBC out of Canada and Pop TV here in the United States. And I believe uh, uh, Shit's Creek is going to be my prediction here. Uh, even though the Golden Globes do like to give to uh, to newer stuff frequently. Uh, it swept the Emmys back in September. I don't think it'll quite sweep uh, the Golden Globes. I don't think it'll win every time every category it's nominated for. I do think it will win a few. Uh, but man, I would love to see Ted Lasso win this award. Schitt's Creek and Ted Lasso are the only two shows in this category I have seen. And if it were coming down to me voting, I would vote for Ted Lasso's first season over the final season of Schitt's Creek. Uh, what do you think? Uh, so uh, I, I will tell you, um, the sh- the only show that I've seen the season that it's nominated for is The Flight Attendant. Um, I have watched most of the first season of Schitt's Creek, and I really enjoyed it. And I'm glad that it has gotten the bu- you know the buzz and the attention Um because uh, I've heard that it gets better, even more better um, than what I've, the first season. Um, and I've really enjoyed what I've seen so far. Um, I definitely feel like the Golden Globes are just trying to play catch up and, you know, rewarding something here. Um, I def- I think definitely think it's going to be Shit's Creek. Um, but they but they also are very shocking sometimes, um, you know, with their wins. Um, you know, it, it, so it wouldn't shock me if they did decide to reward a newer one, but I don't feel like that, especially with all all the nominations for everybody in the cast, just like the Emmys did. It definitely feels like their goal is to re- catch up, play catch up, and reward the show. Yeah, uh, the nominees for best actor in a comedy or musical series are Don Cheadle for Black Monday, a show I'm not sure anybody has seen, but because he's Don Cheadle, he's always nominated at the award shows. Nicholas Holt for The Great, Eugene Levy for Schitt's Creek, Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso, and Rami Youssef for Rami. Rami uh, Youssef won the award last year for the first season of Rami, nominated once again for the second season. I did think his performance was better in the first season than season two. I've also seen Eugene Levy and Jason Sudeikis' performances. Haven't seen Cheadle or Holtz. Uh, I would love to see Jason Sudeikis win. And I 
think he's going to. I'm going to predict Jason Sudeikis to win this award for Ted Lasso. Well, Tyler, you know, you it's this is one of the categories that I've kind of like had a very hard time with is because I, I, I definitely think it's going to be Jason Sudeikis or Eugene Levy. But I have just like agonized over which one is going to be like, I don't know, because I definitely don't think the Golden Globes are going to go as as crazy as the Emmys did in rewarding Schitt's Creek. Um, but I but I do I do think there's a huge chance that two of the actors will win as well, though. So I just uh, but I but I know that um, the Globes are really big a, a lot of years, unless it's just a show that's too big to ignore. They're really good about spreading the wealth. Um, and that's what makes me mm-hmm. think it will be Jason Sudeikis. But, but I okay. could totally see the situation where Eugene Levy is up there completely. Yeah. Uh, the nominees for Best Actress in a Comedy or Musical are Lily Collins for Emily in Paris, Kaylee Cuoco for The Flight Attendant, Elle Fanning for The Great, Jane Levy for Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, and Catherine O'Hara for Schitt's Creek. Four of these nominees were uh, are from shows that are nominated for the best TV series, comedy, or musical. Four of them are also from first time seasons. Uh, my favorite, well, probably not my favorite nominee, but my most surprising nominee that I loved for uh, the entire Golden Globes this year is Jane Levy in this category. I thought her first season of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist on NBC was excellent. If I had a vote, I've only seen two of these performances, hers and Catherine O'Hara's, but if I had a vote, I would give it to Jane Levy. I think it's one of those times where the nomination is the win for this particular performance. Uh, So I'm going to predict that Catherine O'Hara will uh, win the Golden Globe like she did at the Emmy Awards. Yeah, I I will say I was very excited about Jane Levy's performance um, nomination in Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, too. I didn't get to finish the first season, and I'm behind, but I loved what I've seen from her performance. Um, So I was excited to see her here. I was also really excited about Kaylee Cuoco from The Flight Attendant being here. Um, She is she's. It's her first. It's her first uh, nomination. Yeah, I think anything, even though she spent so many years on The Big Bang Theory, which was an awards uh, show, but I don't think she ever got nominated. Yes, and it's. I'm so. I was just so glad to see her here because um, I always. I loved her on The Big Bang Theory too, um, so I was really excited to see her get this recognition. Um, I definitely think the nomination will be her reward, though, because honestly, out of all the when i look at Shit's creek and what it could possibly win i think series and best actress in a comedy series are the two that it's like that i don't i don't even really second guess that those are the two it's going to win like i don't know how the other ones are going to go but i just don't feel like Catherine o'hara i feel like Catherine o'hara and Shit's creek for comedy series are the two that it's definitely going to win if it wins nothing else A lot of people were surprised about the nominees for Emily in Paris. I haven't seen the show, but I do know it's kind of like only like middling in the. Yeah, I even saw somebody post something saying that it was just because she was Phil Collins' daughter that she got nominated. People are really mean, but I mean, you never know. I don't think Phil. Me either. (laughs) The uh, nominees for best actor in a TV drama are Jason Bateman for Ozark. 
Josh O'Connor for The Crown, Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul, Al Pacino for Hunters, and Matthew Reese for Perry Mason. This is the only nomination of the entire Golden Globes for Better Call Saul, which even though people rave about Odenkirk's performance, I think that kind of shows he doesn't have as big of a shot as some of the others to win. Al Pacino is only nominated because he's Al Pacino and this is the Golden Globes. Uh, Matthew Reese's performance got pretty good uh, critical reviews for Perry Mason, so I can I, I haven't seen it, but I can understand him being here. But this is going to come down to Jason Bateman or Josh O'Connor, and even though The Crown had more nominee more nominations, I believe Jason Bateman being the bigger figure, I think he's going to win this award. Yeah, on, I honestly um, 100% agree with you about Jason Bateman. I feel like, you know, because Ozark definitely, because I was looking at it, you know, Jason, ba- um, the Ozark show did get nominated for quite a bit too. You know, Jason Bateman, Laura Lenny. Yeah, yeah it so, it, you know, it definitely raked the nominations too. And I just don't feel like they're going to, I feel like Ozark's best chance of getting a globe is is this one. So I definitely think Jason Bateman will win for Ozark and actor. Yeah. All right. The best actress in TV drama nominations are Olivia Coleman for The Crown, Jodie Comer for Killing Eve, Emma Corrin for The Crown, Laura Linney for Ozark, and Sarah Paulson for Ratchet. Who do you think is going to win this award? So it's, I really could see Laura Linney win this, um, but I definitely could see Laura Linney win this. I've heard so many things about how phenomenal she is in Ozark, especially for the season nominated. Um, Olivia Coleman did win last year. Um, I don't see Sarah mm-hmm. Paulson as a serious threat or. I don't think, I don't think yeah. a lot of people think she should even be here. And I definitely don't think Jodie Comer will. I don't think Jodie Comer will win. Um, I feel like the, some of the buzz about for around killing Eve has kind of died down. And um, I, I really think it's going to be Emma Corrin mm-hmm. for the crown, honestly, uh, for her portrayal of princess Di, okay. Anna. But I would not be shocked to see Laura Linney there too. I just, I honestly feel like this will be one of those, one of the ones they give the crown though. I wanted to say Emma Corrin for the crown. I'm always leery of picking a prediction when there's a category that features two performances from either the same show or movie. Cause I fear vote splitting is something that's going to happen. And because I fear vote splitting for Corrin and Coleman. I am predicting Laura Linney will win this award, but I think there, if there's definitely a, a, a shot of anybody else winning, I would say that you're right. Mm-hmm. You're well, and I will tell you, um, you know, I, I, I've kind of went back and forth on my decision too, because um, I feel like, so, I mean, getting to it later, like I feel like Jillian Anderson has a, a, a great chance too, and it makes me wonder if they would would really take both categories. So it's kind of that's kind of led to me kind of being like, oh, I don't know, but I'm sticking with it for now. But I could definitely would not be shocked to see Laura Lenny up there. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I definitely think there's a great chance that uh, that Ozark takes both of the main acting awards in this category. The nominees for Best Limited Series or TV Movie are Normal People from Hulu and BBC, The Queen's Gambit from Netflix, Small Acts from Amazon Prime and the BBC, The Undoing from HBO, and Unorthodox from Netflix. Uh, I saw both Normal People and The Queen's Gambit, and they were two of the probably five best things I saw on TV all of 2020. I couldn't, yeah, I just 
can't say enough great things about normal people in the Queen's Gambit. I'm going to predict the Queen's Gambit in this category. Yeah, I I, I, I 100% agree. I, I feel like that one has the most buzz around it. I feel like it um, – I don't know. It just um, – I don't know. When I look at it, I just feel like that one has the most buzz, and it just feels like the thing that the Golden Globes would really like to reward. I just don't – I don't see the urgency with the other ones. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. I like, it's definitely the best reviewed, but well, small acts was really well reviewed too. And so was unorthodox uh, and normal people, but I, because it's the golden globes, I just don't know if they can help themselves when it comes to the undoing starring both Nicole Kidman and uh, Hugh Grant, and also Donald Sutherland received a nomination for it. So I, I don't know. I'm going to predict Queen's Gambit, but it would not shock me at all if that envelope opens and the undoing mm-hmm. from HBO is the winner. The nominees for Best Actor in a Limited Series or TV Movie are Brian Cranston for Your Honor, Jeff Daniels for The Comey Rule, Hugh Grant for The Undoing, Ethan Hawke for The Good Lord Bird, and Mark Ruffalo for I Know This Much Is True. Now, Mark Ruffalo won the Emmy for his performance in that role, so he may have a good shot here, but uh, The Good Lord Bird wasn't eligible for the Emmys last year, and people are just raving about it and Ethan Hawke's performance. This category is kind of wide open for me, but I'm going to predict Ethan Hawke will take this. Yeah, I will say, as far as like all of the categories that we've looked at, this is probably the one that I am the most like not sure of as far as, because I don't really know. I haven't seen, I don't think I've seen any of these performances. Yeah, I actually haven't seen any of these performances. I'm definitely going completely blind. I've honestly am choosing Mark Ruffalo to win, but that's because of his Emmy win. But that's really all the only thing reason why I've kind of chose him as the one to win because I just feel like they might just follow in the Emmy's footsteps. But other than that, I really don't know. <laughs> Best actress in a limited series or TV movie uh, nominees are Kate Blanchett for Miss America, Daisy Edgar Jones for Normal People, Shira Haas for Unorthodox. Nicole Kidman for The Undoing and Anya Taylor-Joy for The Queen's Gambit. Now, this one I actually texted you about a few days ago, and I said that if you're going based on critical reviews, uh, I think Anya Taylor-Joy wins. If you're going, if you're the Emmys, uh, I think maybe Kate Blanchett wins because she had both critical reviews and she's a big name. If you're going based on Golden Globes, Nicole Kidman probably wins for The Undoing. So I'm going to predict Nicole Kidman for The Undoing because she's the biggest name and figure here. But I think I've only seen two of these performances. Anya Taylor-Joy for The Queen's Gambit, Daisy Edgar-Jones for Normal People. They're both great. And if you remember, I was unhappy that Edgar-Jones wasn't nominated for an Emmy, but her uh, Paul Meskel, her uh, Normal People uh, co-star was, and she's nominated here for the Golden Globes, and he's not. So it's kind of a flip-flop there. Uh, I think Anya Taylor Joy of the two I've seen would be my winner, but I just think it's gonna be. Well, I will hit. say, um, to um, you know, I definitely see where you're coming from as far as that because they do love the big stars and they love to give them when they have those roles. Like Kate Blanchett is phenomenal in Mrs. America. That's one of the roles that it's actually the only one I've seen in this category. Um, but I thought she was absolutely phenomenal about it. I I loved how she was able to kind of give some perspective and a you know a view that's different than mine, which is one of the things I just love about art in general. Um, and, um, so I just absolutely love her and I think that she's just phenomenal and Nicole Kidman absolutely love her. I 
watch things sometimes that I probably wouldn't just because I know she's in it because I love Nicole Kidman so much. Um, but um, I will say I do think that Anya Taylor Joy for the Queen's Gambit is going to win. I feel like this. I feel like it's just a show that's um, really big that they're not going to want to ignore, and I feel like they're going to you know give it many series or made for TV movie and actress. Mm-hmm. Here, here, here come the categories that are just preposterous to me. Best supporting actor on a TV series or TV movie. So this includes dramas, comedies, includes limited TV series, includes TV movies. I think that's ridiculous to lump all those together. I think if you're going to have categories for the actors and split them into comedy and drama, you should also split the supporting actor ones as well. Uh, the nominees are John Boyega for Small Axe, Brendan Gleeson for The Comey Rule, Dan Levy for Schitt's Creek, Jim Parsons for Hollywood, and Donald Sutherland for The Undoing. I th- I'm i going to predict Dan Levy wins for Schitt's Creek here. I would not be surprised if John Boyega won this award either, but I'm going to go with Dan Levy. Well, I will tell you, um, when I was looking at, you know, doing my research for this category, um, you know, I saw Brendan Gleeson for The Comey Rule and was thinking about how, you know, this, you know, the success that Alec Baldwin had playing Donald Trump. And, um, but I don't think that's going to happen here. Um, and um, I definitely think it's between Levy and Boyega. And this is the one I was literally looking at right before we talked tonight. Um, Cause I was just like, man, I just totally could see it going both ways. Um, 100%. Um, but I, I, I'm, I am predicting um, Dan Levy to win because I do think Schitt's Creek is going to win two of the acting categories. Um, at, there tonight and and i don't mm-hmm. since i didn't predict eugene levy to win i think that they will um use this opportunity to give dan levy um um an acting award i mean and i was actually realized it actually blows my mind levy was actually the first person to win all four at the emmys for in the same year for um producing writing directing and starring i didn't realize that until tonight yeah um I agree with you as well on the two two of the cast, but for all four were nominated of the main cast of Chits Creek. I agree with you that only two are going to win, and I'm going to agree with you that it's going to be Dan Levy and Catherine O'Hara. Uh, our final category uh, tonight is Best Supporting Actor on a TV Series or TV Movie, and the nominees are Gillian Anderson for The Crown, Helena Bonham Carter for The Crown, Julia Garner for Ozark, I believe she's won the last two Emmys in this category, Annie Murphy for Schitt's Creek, and Cynthia Nixon for Ratchet. Um, Cynthia Nixon doesn't have a shot in hell. Uh, the other four have a shot. I am less worried about vote splitting in this category with the crown having two than I was in the other one because I just, Helena Bonham Carter was not used enough on the crown season three or four. I don't know why, but they just did not use her as much as they used Vanessa Kirby in the first two seasons. I think Gillian Anderson's going to win this because she had a big flashy role for playing uh, prime minister, Margaret Thatcher. So she's my prediction. I would love to see Annie Murphy win for Schitt's Creek. Uh, for much of that series run, she was, the, in my opinion, gave the best performance out of all four of the lead actors. Uh, but I think Gillian. Anderson well, I have to say, is, um, you know, kind of going back to earlier, you know, like I, I think Gillian Anderson is going to win this too. Um, I thought she did phenomenal as Margaret Thatcher. Um, I was just, I, I actually looked forward to her coming on the screen again after she'd leave when I was watching that season. Cause I just thought she was so great. 
Um, I, I definitely don't think we should count out Zulia Garner for Ozark, though, at all, because, I mean, you know, both years for the Emmys, I wasn't 100% sure. She, I, don't, I don't think I predicted her either year, actually, uh, to win, and she ended up winning both. I don't think so um, she's definitely, some, you know, somebody to watch out for, for sure. Um, I definitely think Gillian Anderson will overcome her, I think, uh, um, and win. I think that, you know, like you said, it is a flashier role. Um, but I would definitely not count her out. I would to win. All right. Well, that does it for our predictions. Is there anything you wanted to add about the uh, next week? Um, no, just I'm really looking forward to it, and I hope it doesn't disappoint too much. I hope that they're able to do a pretty, you know, socially responsible, you know, show that we that can entertain as well. You know. Yeah. I- I think that they'll do the, the uh, responsible thing. I think they're definitely planning on that. Uh, I'm worried about it being entertaining. I didn't find the Emmys to be very entertaining when they did the responsible thing. Uh, but, you know, I'm sure there'll be some laughs, especially with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler hosting, even if they are not in the same room together. So, I mean, there's there's that. I, I, I look forward to hopefully having been surprised by the end of the telecast by how good it was. Uh, so thank you, Tyler, for joining me once again. I want to remind people they can read our reviews, lists, articles on the word webzine.weebly.com. They can follow us on social media at uh, the word webzine on Twitter and Facebook. Also, we have a new uh, Instagram page we're trying to update more often. You can also find that at, at the word webzine. Uh, leave us some reviews and uh, um, ratings, if you would, on uh, anywhere you listen to our podcast. You can find us on Apple. We record through Anchor. You can find us there. You can also find us on Spotify. Uh, so I just want to remind you all that. And uh, once again, Tyler, thanks for joining me. And I can't wait to uh, to see how many we get right. Uh, Thank you, Julian. Hopefully a lot. <laughs> yeah, hope so. Not too sure about that, though. All right. Thank you. You too.